You're listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast with Ines and Mel, and this is episode 33. Why doesn't it exist? Hello, welcome back to another episode. Hi guys, hi everybody. Before we begin, I just want to share something that has been bugging me all day. What? You know, I missed out on a Fulls crochet hook sale. <laughs> oh no. What so sale is it? I opened my Instagram uh, this morning and I saw that Fulls crochet, Fulls crochet hook, the brand, mm-hmm. was having a second sale. So all the crochet hooks that crochet hooks that didn't live up to their standards. Like the quality checks. Yeah, all the hooks that sort of have a little bit of, like either they're stamped with the wrong name or whatever. Right. I missed out on that sale. It was just like, it was, it's usually $24 per crochet hook, but it was going on sale for 12 No way, 12 the problem was that because we live in Singapore right. and we're not in the US, by the time I saw it... Obviously everything was... Like, taken Sold out, out already, it, yeah. Because that's the downside with being all the way here in Asia and not in the heart of the crochet and knit yarn world community, right? right? Is that I see things eight, a day, nine, almost ten, a day later. 12 hours, yeah, later than what it was. So by the time I went in, it's like all the all the hooks I wanted was out of yeah, stock. Yeah, and the thing is, you can't really anticipate a sale like this, right? Yeah, that's a horrible thing. But anyway, I just wanted to share with you guys. Just, I'm feeling a little bit of an ache in my heart uh, because yeah. I missed out on the beautiful sale. And it's all this like Galaxy Supernova Seconds kind of, right. you know. And you know how much I love that. I know. Anyway, hello guys. Welcome back to this episode with us. Yes, welcome back. How has the year been for everybody? How is uh, everybody's whips going on? Oh, I'm glad you asked them and not me because I haven't started on any whip. Yeah, that I know. Actually, no, actually I think I've I've completed like one new whip. So and it's a it's a birthday gift. So ah, I kind of have no cho- yeah, the right. bag. So I kind of have no choice but to get it done. But anyway, because we're starting a new year mm-hmm. and we have all these ideas and hopes and dreams regarding <laughs> our whips, yeah. we have a super incredibly fun episode for you guys. For today, because, yeah. And I'm really feeling better talking about it because I'm so excited to share with you some of these funny ideas that we've had. You know, so let me paint this picture for you, okay? Okay. You're crocheting, you're getting on with your whip, and you realize that you have to block like 50,000 granny squares for a blanket. Yeah, I've been through that. In that moment, <laughs> yeah, somewhat, you yeah. In that moment, you wish you had a machine that blocks them all for you, yeah. right? Or let me paint another picture for you. You're crocheting mm-hmm. or knitting or whatever, and you find a knot in your ball of yarn. And the more you try to unknot it, the worse it becomes. Don't you wish you had a solution for that? Obviously, yeah. (laughs) So enter in today's episode. And today we're going to talk about all the things in the crochet world that don't exist. But but should. Yeah, they definitely need to exist. Okay, it could be a service or a machine. So I'm so excited to share this with you. It's something that if you crochet and if you knit, you know, if you just work with any sort of fibre, especially crochet, I mean. Yeah. You're going to understand what I'm talking about and you're going to have a good laugh. Yeah. Because these are things that we all wish we had. And we all experience it. The moment where you're working on a project or finishing up a project and you're like, 
I wish I had blank something. Yeah. So we're gonna share with you some of these things that we need to have in the crochet world, and maybe who knows, some of us could band together to invent a machine or something. <laughs> okay, so 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 let's let's begin. Let's, let's go right, right in. in. Okay, so the first thing is we need to have a service that's like. Let's let me help you sew in all your ends. Oh my god, I need that. Like <laughs> immediately. Because it's one of those moments when you're done with your whip and it's okay, there are so many times when I'm done with it. I'm mm. done with the actual crocheting. But it's just set in my to complete basket. With all the ends up. Because the ends are not sewn in. And if you guys have listened to a previous episode where we talk about all our whips, mm-hmm. then you know I have a virus shawl that has been completed for months and I've just been wearing it around the house <laughs> with the ends sticking out with 20 tails sticking out with like 5 uh, stitch markers <laughs> hanging out of it and I've just not bothered to sew it in because it's such a chore it is especially I, yeah. if you're making wearables you know the ends need to be sewn in well yeah so wouldn't it be great if you have a service that you could just compile all of your works your whips yeah all of your whips and just send it in and it comes back spick and span tailless yeah because technically all the person need to do to complete the work is just to sew in the ends to sew it in nicely to cut it you know wouldn't that be great I love that it really sounds so nice so maybe maybe for 2022 it could be an extension of our business to like you know let me sew in your ends I'll pay you know I'll pay you to do that for me or you pay me to do that or do it but Okay, in most all likelihood, I won't be the one sewing in the ends. It will likely be Mel. Oh, so so I'm the one that's yeah, up for so the job. Yeah, so I'll make use of your skills of tail sewing. What would be the the name, the title for that? Tail sewer inner. Something along that line. You need to think of a better name first. But w- that, that sounds awesome yeah, right, it in does, itself. It, does. it doesn't exist. I don't know why this crochet service doesn't exist. You know, it's like buying a car. Uh-huh. from the dealership and then you go to some other place to have it serviced right right so why can't i buy yarn from a shop and then i bring it back and have it serviced that doesn't exist this idea doesn't exist i think no it doesn't i to, to be honest i went to online to try to check to see whether <laughs> Did you? anybody would probably say wow. yeah I, I love sewing and in send your stuff to me i will like clean it up for you but no it doesn't exist okay if you know if you guys know of something like this that does exist where you are tell me leave a comment let us know or you could invent that in your area yeah probably people don't like like you know sewing ends in i, I guess think. if I guess you can only do this for a non-crocheter. Like, only someone who does not crochet uh, could do it. Because if they can, they would rather much... Do it themselves? Crochet rather than sewing the ends. Right. They're not likely to sew in other people's ends. Right. I think you have to give it to, like, an old granny <laughs> or someone who just wants to sit around and do something, keep their mind off, yeah. you know, everything else, watch TV, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then sew in the ends. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so anyway, that's our first idea. Let's move on to our second idea. So, our second idea... I know that some shops offer this, and Mm -hmm. in fact, we do offer this, but I am talking specifically for something that is on a grand scale. Okay. Okay, which is to, let's help me wind wind up my yarn. So you want someone to help you wind up your yarn. Yeah, so when I go to a store, Mm 
I will buy all the yarn and I'll give it to them and they will wind everything into lovely little cakes for me. Ah. And I know some places offer this service, mm-hmm. but that's really if you have a skein, a twisted skein or a twisted hank and you want to turn it into a ball, mm-hmm. then some places do do it for you. Yeah. But I'm talking about like massive scale, like I can bring in all my second hand and use and all my, you know, all the yarn that's like half used and the balls are all falling apart right, and get right. them to rewind them into tight little things, labelled. <laughs> Will you oh. label for you? Wow, okay. Labelled with all the, you know, the fibre content, <laughs> everything, the brand. So that's extra service. That's like the whole service. That right. It rewinds my yarn nicely back into the original packaging. Right. Wouldn't that be good? Actually... Yeah, you know, I was searching and like you mentioned, most stores, if you buy the yarn from them, if you, yeah, yeah, they yeah. do offer that service. Yeah, but it's if I buy from them, I, yeah. I need a yarn winding service yeah. full stop. It doesn't matter where I buy it from, I could have accumulated all this yarn for yeah. like 10 years or like inherit yarn from my grandmother. Yeah, like if stores have the two... They right? should just. They should. They should totally just offer this service. So can you imagine walking into a physical store and they have like ten yarn swifts lined up against <laughs> yeah, the wall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just going turning round and round and round. <laughs> that would be lovely, right? Yeah. Or actually, it's more practical for, for example, a yarn shop mm-hmm. to have that ready, and then I can come in with my ball and rent your I don't know your oh. winder, and just like sit over there and wind up all my yarn. Okay, so let let's rephrase this. This instead of wind up my yarn is rent me your yarn. Yeah, Swift. that could be another option too, right? So you could either ball a yarn or you could reskine it. Oh yeah. In case you want to keep yarn, in case you in case some of you don't know, if you want to keep yarn for a longer period of time, you should always reskine it. Yeah, yeah. Because it helps keeps the fibers intact, doesn't overstretch it. So yeah, the condition of the yarn uh, is could, better, right? We could do like a yarn reskiner. Unskiner. Unskiner <laughs> service. <laughs> but that's my second business idea. Tell me if you yeah. like my idea. Right. I mean, it, it sounds good, isn't it? It's so practical. It's okay. feasible as well. Okay, so I'm going to just jump right in to my third idea. Okay. Which is yarn detangling service. We need that now. You know, I saw on April Fool's, somebody posted, it's like, join us for a yarn detangling workshop, you know, sick of all your tangled yarn come join us for this two hour workshop and here's a link you can sign up and from what I understood people actually signed up for it no way only to find out that when you click into the link it says happy April fools right (laughs) that's quite smart so I thought that that was funny so we could merge like a yarn detangling service because you know Mm. I came up with this idea because I have so many students and they're younger children so maybe they're like you know, 13 or 14, who don't quite know yet how to take care of yarn. Yeah. They just know they want to crochet something. Mm-hmm. So they come to class with me and they bring back bags and bags of yarn that's been tangled up. Yeah. And you know this, right? Because yeah. I call you in to help me with it. Yeah. And then I, I spend at least an hour detangling their yarn. And it's like at the end of this hour, I'm thinking to myself, dang, I should be paid for this. I should be paid. And then it's like, Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, it's like time and effort, right? I should be paid. It should be a business. You know what I found? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not exactly a business, but there is a group of people that call themselves Yan Detangler. That's, that's a term for it. No way, yeah. really? So people, so um, there's a group of people who came together. Are they like grannies? <laughs> I don't think so, but they like untangling yarn. 
Yeah, so they created this group where you send the yarn to them and no you pay way. like a small fee. Uh, as well as for shipping and they'll send it so back. So it does exist. It does exist. I mean, a small group of people. Um, so Where is this based in? A US. <gasps> US. <Yeah>. Come on, <laughs> Americans. You guys are awesome. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> you should, have people who love to untangle you yarn. should. You should create more of these little and, groups in your local community. Yeah, and they'll, you know, cake it up. Um, they'll wind it and into a little cake into for a you. Cake nicely you. and send it back to you. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I do, wish we had this Do year. you know how much they cost? I know, I don't, I don't know. I didn't find <laughs> out. But I don't think it's expensive. Yeah, Yeah, I doubt it, I doubt it is. Yeah. I, actually, I know this is going to make me sound like a psycho, but I do enjoy the process of detangling yarn. Huh. I find that after a while, the yarn sort of takes on a, a, a regular pattern. The way it tangles right. follows a pattern. Okay. So it's not just a knot. A lot of the times, it's sort of flipped on itself and twisted so you just have to find how to untwist it and bring it back through a loop and usually that's the case it's just that this this pattern is repeated like a thousand times throughout this ball of yarn trust you to be able to find a pattern <laughs> in tangled yarn so the trick is not to pull really tight but the trick is to go into the heart of the the knot you have that tips tangled, and tricks for that tangled, tangled yarn. monster. Yeah, I mean, okay. I do it all the time. Right? <laughs> that's true. That's true. So the trick is to go into that tangled, messy spider monster hank mm-hmm. and gently use your fingers and pull it apart. Right. Once it's loosened up, obviously you need to find the end first, or at least find one loop, right? Right. And then slowly pull that loop through, and then just it just takes time, but you will be able to detangle it. Oh. And I think it's. You know, when yarn is about to tangle, you can sort of feel it. Right. <laughs> you can okay. sort of sense when so it wants... So you need a feeling as well in this, right? <laughs> you can sort of sense when yarn wants to tangle itself up. <laughs> I think I haven't developed that feeling with yarn yet. So the trick is to just not panic. Uh-huh, okay, of course. And just gently tease it apart, you know, give it some love. We're still talking about yarn here, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. But okay, so this is our point two and point three. So for point four... I have another business idea. You have? Okay. Yeah. Frogging services. Oh god, is it? Is it because you gave me all your undone like whips <laughs> to frog? Yes. Is it because of me? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. I can see why you would say this because <laughs> it's not so easy to frog, guys. It's not, yeah. So what happens is when I teach classes, then you know we have to do like samples, right? So I have lots and lots of samples at the end of the class. It's not just samples, my friends. It's all her uncompleted whips that after a while, she's just like... And these are whips that are big, like big projects. Huge whips, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she's like, you know, I can do uh, much better uh, use with the, the yarn. With the yarn, yeah. You know, so I have, to, I have to frog them first. Okay, so in my defense, because I've decided that this, this project is not worth whipping on, <laughs> I decided I'm going to frog it. And use the yarn for something better, which has proven the right move many times. Yes, I right? agree. So what happens when I'm done with it? I say, hey Mel, can you come in and help me frog this? Mm-hmm. And then she comes in and helps me. And then five minutes later, I'll be like, actually I have something else to go do. Can you help me frog it entirely? <laughs> yeah, do 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 do. She goes somewhere, somewhere. I don't know where. And it just d- doesn't appear again. And so then Mel is now stuck frogging everything for me. Yeah, unfortunately for me, frogging services does not 
exist. I, I make you pass coffee. It to somebody. I make you coffee sometimes. Okay, yeah, that's that's a nice gesture. So I can understand why you would think that you deserve to be paid for it, which you which you you should. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's a long and tedious process. It is. Yeah. It's not so simple. I understand that. It's just that. You know, my rationale is I could be doing so many other things like actually crocheting stuff because I get paid to crochet, right? Right. So if I can avoid frogging things, I should I should be excused from frogging. Okay. So that's why I think your idea is a wonderful idea. Right. It's a wonderful idea, yeah. So it, it validates my decision to let you frog everything <laughs> And why I think it's a good business opportunity because I understand why people don't want to frog their projects. It's either mm. they are, you know, mostly done with it already, they are not happy with it, or maybe they made a mistake. And oh, okay, so this is not just a regular frogging project. This uh-huh. is like I'm gonna frog it whether or not you have given your full consent. <laughs> is that what you're saying? No, it's. Basically, I understand why people... She comes in and gives you that final push. (laughs) Frog it. You should frog it. (laughs) No, I mean, you always say that if you didn't do it well, the best option, whether you like it or not, is to frog it. So it's a very comprehensive business idea then. So it's, I will come in, I will assess your work, I will (laughs) see whether it deserves to be frogged or not. And if you don't like it and you hate it, and you can't bear to frog it, then I will do it for you. Yeah, I do the dirty work for you, I love that. That's such a good idea. Yeah, because I face the same problem. Because it's not just the act of frogging, right? It's everything else, the emotional attachment that comes to... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you just, you know, don't think so much about it. Quietly I'll take pass it, it away. To me. You know, I'll make sure I take care of your baby for you. Give Whoa, you a new set that's of not bad. baby. <laughs> that's not All bad. All wrapped up nicely, you know. So you guys know what to do with your local community. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, frogging services should be the next big thing, man. It should be. Ah, okay, so we're just having a really good laugh up in here. Mm. But okay, so let's move on to something a little bit more serious then, shall we? Okay, wow. So a, another business idea that I thought that would be wonderful or service really okay. is to complete my other sock. Right. Anything that requires multiple of that same one thing. The identical The identical other. other. And you know, I've been thinking about this idea since the crochet jargon episode. Right, the SSS or something like that. which is second suck syndrome, right? And if you didn't listen to the episode, you should go listen to it. I think it's just called like crochet jargon quiz or something. So... I've been thinking about it since that episode and wouldn't it be wonderful to crochet one sock and just have, have someone other complete sock? it yeah. for you. So what I'll do is I'll finish my sock or like another panel, say like a cardigan and you have to do two identical panels, right? Right. I'll finish one panel, I'll pass it to you, you match my swatch gauge, you find that same huh. yarn or maybe I'll pass you yarn. Okay, let's not be assholes. I'll yeah. pass you the yarn. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the least you, you could do. I'll tell you what size hook I used uh, and then you would match my tension mm-hmm. and create the other side for me. Is that... Does that work? Can it work? I don't know, but I don't care as long as I have a second panel. <laughs> so, for example, if somebody does that to you and say, hey, I have one sock, can you do an I, identical See, the thing is, if I had the patience to do it, uh-huh. I would do it for myself. Yeah, I get it. But the problem about 
second sock syndrome is mm-hmm. that you have to do two, right? Mm-hmm. You are okay with doing just one. So if somebody already has done the other one, mm-hmm. would, would you... I do the other one for yeah. them? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the reason for that is is that I want to be able to create my first sock. Ah. And however the hell I want it to I see To design it the way I so want it to So for you is to start the project But have someone else complete it for you Exactly uh-huh, okay. And actually this brings me to another point That I have further down That I'm just going to push forward Okay, it's complete my, my project Or complete my whip for me <laughs> So it may not even be a second sock syndrome Right It may not be a second anything mm-hmm. But it's just I'm, I have a cardigan that I'm sick of doing. I'm going to tell you how to finish it and you're going to finish it for me. Okay. And the the reason why I have this idea is because you know that I'm currently... We just... Uh, rather, I just finished working on a bag that right. one of my students didn't want to complete. Yeah. And it's a gift to her daughter, but she says that she has so... She struggled with this pattern yeah. so much... She says she's so afraid to do it. She has no confidence in finishing it. She wants to, or she wants me or us to finish it for her. So technically, we provided that service. Yeah, for we your, did. We provided student. that yeah. service that one time. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that be a great idea? I think it is. You you'll be surprised how many people would want this service. I think. But then again, I feel like this would be a hit or miss because there there are a lot of people who take pride in finishing that work. I was just about to ask you that. Like, would you be okay to pass on your work to somebody and trust that they will be able to do it uh, up to your standard? Okay, so for me, I don't trust anybody. (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) And it's not that I don't trust their workmanship. It's I don't trust that they would put in that same amount of love into the... And it's not that they don't do it. It's Mm -hmm. just something that I need to work on letting go of a baby. Right, right. A project baby, right? Because it's personal for you. Because, yeah, because it has meaning for me. I know when, I know the backstory of how I bought the yarn. I know that I don't have extra yarn to spare. Right. You know, all these other details surrounding it. I, I don't know. I wouldn't pass it on to somebody. Right. Okay. But you could pass it on to somebody. I think I would totally use a service like this though <gasps> would yeah. you yeah because i think sometimes i take on a project that could be too big for me like your student for example mm-hmm. and you know would be worried about the outcome of it but that sense of accomplishment you get though <sighs> i know I you know. think about your granny square yeah. cardigan and mel so for some of you have never met us right so mel is kind of tall and she's got of like broad shoulders. So her granny square cardigan needed a lot of squares. <laughs> yeah. Because she's not like a, a, lot small, more, yeah. a small girl. To make something for her size needed a lot a lot of granny squares. Right. And my individual granny squares were pretty tiny. Well, yeah, they were quite small. Yeah. We used like a 2mm crochet hook. Yeah. So you can imagine how small it was. And that sense of satisfaction that you got. After the, I finished it myself, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you want that though? Or is the idea just to complete the projects? I think if it's something that I have done before, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't mind passing on it to somebody <laughs> else to do it after that. So it's like, as long as you have that first experience, you yeah. don't care about anything else. Yeah, if you ask me to make another cardigan again, maybe the same type, I'll be like, oh no, nah, it's okay, I can get somebody else to do it. What if it's a different type, but just as tedious? If it's a different experience, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind doing it myself. Okay, okay, so you're an experienced chaser. Okay, yeah. so in the world of crochet, for some of you who don't know, and I think Mel, you don't know this too, right? Mm-hmm. There, it, the makers are sort of split into two categories. 
Okay. One is like project oriented and one is like results oriented. Okay. A lot of times they ask you which do you fall under? Are you the kind that gets motivated to create a final product or are you the kind that's motivated by the process of crocheting itself? Oh, okay. Regardless of how it turns out. So some people crochet and I see that very clearly. I didn't used to believe in that idea. Mm. I used to think that we crochet because we want something out of it. Right. But I see it in my classes, having taught so many people now, I see it in my classes very clearly. The people who show up just wanting to learn to crochet and the people who show up wanting to finish things. They don't really care about the process of crocheting. Crocheting is just one way to get to that okay, final stage. Okay. So if they can make a piece of fabric using weaving and it's faster because they get to hand make something they but it's woven, instead, right. they do that. You know, there are other people who would really sit and take the time to sit and ask me, what can I do with this? How can I modify this? Is there a way I can be better at it? Mm. And then there are others who's like, okay, stop talking. Just show me. I just want to do it. <laughs> right. Okay. And the difference is so stark. Right. I've never heard this before. So I think I am a process-oriented person, which is why I love the idea of starting whips. <laughs> oh, and yeah. And that's it. Starting whips. And starting and, you know, and finishing it is not so important for me. Right. The idea that I'm doing something, I'm on the way to, you know, creating. It's the process that's so important to me. Right. So are you saying that I'm like that too? I, in that sense? I don't know. I don't because think... I'm a one whip girl too, right? Yeah, but what's the purpose of one whip? Is it because you don't want to get carried away or is it, right? you know, you just want to finish that one thing or is it that sense of something being un- not complete? Yeah. I think it's more the uncompleteness of it rather than having to... So, okay, it. right, right. So, if mm. you could start something and hand it over to someone yeah, and get totally, it done. <laughs> totally do that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but yes. I think the point of all this is that Mel would happily hand her work over to somebody else. Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't complete your whip, so I can't really hand it over to you, even though I trust your I would skills your highly. Whip. I would complete your whip. Really? I think it's the idea that it's not my whip. <laughs> and so, it's okay? No, if it's my whip, I look at it and I bring back all of this frustration right. I have with it. Okay. All these negative feelings I have is attached to the physical whip itself. Right. Understand that. But yeah. not for you. So for you, handing over your project to me, it'll be like a new project, right? Ah, right. You might criticise it a lot though. I definitely will. But that's sort of the price <laughs> you have to pay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, back to the serious talk. Right, what point is it now? I think we are at point 7, I think. Point 6. Oh, right, 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 yeah, point 6. So, okay, so this next point, I think, is very important. Okay. And I think that it highlights or it acknowledges how much more difficult reading patterns actually is. Okay. Okay, so this point is, this business idea or service that you could provide is, read my pattern out loud to me. Right. Oh, okay. It could maybe it could be an app, you know, when you scan a pattern and have it read it out to you. Wow. I think it acknowledges how much more difficult reading patterns is, especially mm. for beginners. Mm. Because and can you imagine like Amigurumi? Oh no, wow. Having to read patterns at every row. Yeah, the, or if yeah, you're instructions doing, are pretty complex. It's it's not just it's beyond complex, it's Sometimes it actually is very simple. It's just that it's tedious to read. Mm. Especially if you're not really good at it. Okay. So maybe this is not for everybody, but this could be like a transition period where you are just starting to learn 
you know how to read physical patterns. Right, and you have if there's someone that's reading, reading it to you it's and explaining easier. it to you, yeah. Yeah, because when I first learned how to read patterns, so when I first made the shift from, you know, like watching videos and YouTube and into you know buying crochet books, because at that time there wasn't that many crochet tutorials 10 years ago yeah right you know it's a lot of books so i think all i learned was like the basic how to double how to create a scallop edge how to like the fundamentals the fundamentals like how to create a zigzag stitch or a chevron or whatever Uh uh-huh and everything else you had to find from books all right okay so i I think it's reading the books that was so confusing because they tell you you know like RS or WS which is right sides or wrong sides you know and then it's it's very different from like watching a video tutorial yeah it's different it's a different experience to watch and it's also a different experience to have somebody read it out loud to you okay versus you reading it yourself right because I've noticed in class when I'm teaching if there's a pattern they have to follow like a more complex like mandala circle or like a granny square pattern that's a little bit more complex right me reading out the pattern to them they get it but when i get them to read it to themselves they can't, they don't get it okay okay so it's about me having to learn again how to even read the pattern in the first it's place it's how to read the pattern and how to visualize what the pattern is trying to say to you right okay and then trying to see how you can implement it into your stitch. So it's like, you know, like double crochet, two together in the first, you know. So for example, if I wanted to create a triangle, right? Uh-huh. The very first row would be like chain 10. Right, okay. okay. Chain 12, you know, the first, the next two chains access your double crochet. And the third chain from your hook, you know, double crochet two together in the third and fourth chain. Right. And then one DC in each DC. Okay. And DC two together in the final two stitches. Right. It's easy <laughs> when I say it out loud like this. Yeah. But when it's written down in a pattern, sometimes people get stumped. Yeah. I've read somewhere that reading it out loud, the instructions like to yourself, uh-huh. helps a lot as well. And it really and that's why it works. You know, having even, somebody read it out for you would work. Even now, I read it out to myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But then the problem is when I read it out loud and I go back to my work, when I'm done with that row, I look back to my book and I'm like, shit, where was I? <laughs> oh, right. Okay, okay. I see what you mean. So having something or being able to have the pattern read out to me. Right. It's like, it's wonderful. So you can work at it at the same time yeah. while it's being... <gasps> what? You what? know what? I just had an idea. It could be a podcast idea. <laughs> just patterns. Yeah, okay. So so the title is Make Crochet a Triangle or something. Patterns. Yeah, so this pat- this maybe this, you know, this Actually? episode could be how to create the star stitch. Actually, And then yeah. I just read, read it out, out to you. You can just play and pause. <gasps> That's a wonderful idea. We, we, we are going to do it. <laughs> we should do it, yeah? I, I, I think yeah. it's a great idea. Because, you know, when people sell, uh, makers, when they sell patterns, it's just like a PDF with the written instructions and you may or may not get a diagram. So I like crochet diagrams. Uh-huh. I like it charted yeah. out for me. You know, yeah. it's it transcends language barriers. I, I work with better with diagrams as well. Yeah, you know, and I like the symbols, you know, for all the all the different stitches. In right. fact, our, our our logo for Crooked Crochet is the front and back loops only. Yeah. Two interlocking Cs, right? Yeah. So, you may or may not get a diagram if you buy a pattern from a maker. Yeah. But what like, I, think, I think most of the time you don't get a diagram, right? You sometimes, sometimes. Because, if your maker yeah. is good enough, they will give you the written pattern and at the very last page or whatever, they will include right. a little small diagram 
Instagram okay, the drafted okay. pattern. Right. But there should be a third option, which is like an audio version. You heard it here first. Okay, <laughs> pattern podcast. Pattern podcast. Yeah, we can do it. Wouldn't it be awesome? It makes because, such, like sense. Yeah, because I find that if when I'm looking up patterns on YouTube, half the time I am not actually watching them. You're listening to I'm, the... Yeah, yeah. I, the video is just there because it's a video. Mm-hmm. That's the only place I can find it. But as they're talking, I'm just... I'm looking at my work. Especially since you know the stitches already. You yeah. don't actually have to I'm watch it. I'm not watching them tell me again for the millionth time <laughs> how to create a double crochet. Right. You know, they will tell me, you know, you know, double crochet here in each stitch or whatever and meet you back at the end of the row. And then at that point, I'll just pause the video. Yeah, and you go along with the... I'll continue crocheting yeah. until I get to that point and I'll press play again and why wouldn't that work in a podcast the more i think about it the more it makes sense sense. totally oh my goodness okay we're doing it like write that down (laughs) and this episode was supposed to be like a fun (laughs) fun episode that you guys could start and now we're thinking yeah like okay all these business ideas are just like popping up but that would be so great wouldn't you think it really i really think it's such a good idea i will say though it only works if you are able to take in information audio right it's like uh, audiobooks, right? Yeah, some people, some people can't work with audiobooks. Yeah. Some people don't take in information well via audio. Yeah. You know, it's like visual, audio, kinesthetic. Yeah, but with all the technology nowadays, why not have all these different versions of it, right? It that, makes sense. It's really, really... It's actually a good idea. It was all fun and, fun and games for us, actually. <laughs> I didn't really think that we would actually find something out of it. That's so cool. I love this. Okay, so I love anyway... This, yeah. So that's read okay, out my yeah. pattern let's, to me, let's um, which on. has now moved, evolved into like pattern podcasts. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Yes, point seven. I think this service is more for me. Okay. Go yarn shopping with me. I need someone to go yarn shopping with me. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see it. I see it. Maybe this is more for beginners, I think. Mm. You think? Yeah. Yeah, and I can see that because uh, with the newer students that I teach, sometimes they are stuck in a yarn shop <laughs> right, and they'll be texting me yeah, non-stop. Many messages about it, yeah. They will be sending me like 10 million photos of yarn. Like, I guess it can be kind of daunting Yeah. if you're new to crochet and you're not that familiar with the way yarn works and you're not quite sure how the different yarn, you know, translates into a project. It is, yeah. If I go to a yarn shop especially that has so many variety of yeah, yarn. Yeah, it can be quite um, overwhelming. Yeah, it all looks the same to me. And I'm a firm believer that not all yarn is perfect for any project. Right. Like certain certain types of yarn blends don't lend well to different projects. Yeah, and we've talked about that in another podcast as well. Yeah, we have. Yeah, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Go yarn shopping with me. Yeah. It's like... Um, I follow you around the yarn shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds... Just it like sounds... tagging along behind me. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds really like stalkerish. Please only do this with content, okay? <laughs> I would accompany you yeah. to a yarn shop. You yeah. tell me what you want to make. I, Advise you know, tell me, you... Advise me, give me suggestions. Yeah, which yarn is perfect for it. Mm-hmm. I... You know, I don't know. What else do I do? I look through the yarn, see you, if there's enough. I tell you how much yarn yes, you need. that's important. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. You want to make a long cardigan? Okay, that's 800 grams you need, right? If right. you want to make like a shorter one, maybe 400 grams. I help you check the lot number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Check the material, the, yeah. whether it looks fine. Is it, you know, dusty or whatever? Mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, I guess that could work. I think most important is whether the material works for my project or not. Yeah, and I know? find like the biggest questions I get is, can this yarn work? And how much yarn do I really need? Yeah, these are the major two important questions, I think, for and any project. And also, at least for my, in my case, a lot of my students don't have the they don't have every size of crochet hook ah, so right. sometimes they only look for yarn that would match their crochet hook yeah or even if i need additional tools or not and which tool would be better mm, that's a right? good idea because i can go to a yarn shot and there's at least 10 different varieties of crochet hooks okay one day when we have our own physical brick and mortar kind of shop okay we should have someone like that, like a <laughs> Just, shop advisor. Yeah, rent one now. Today. You know how you know how when you walk into Sephora and then they have all these people helping you, right? Like, like at a the different... personal assistant sort of. Yeah, if you're like at the Elizabeth Arden like booth or whatever, yeah. then you know there's somebody to tell you what you need, what are you looking for, you know what kind of foundation do you want, blah 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 blah. Yeah, we could do that, but yarn. Exactly, yeah. What projects are you looking for? What projects do you want to do? Is it a gift? Yeah. That's a good idea. I think I need one. Every time I go to a yarn shop, I'm like so lost. Yeah, but you have me. Yeah. <laughs> so just, so I don't you have want to pay your own, you. <laughs> you want your own Inez in station in every shop. <laughs> exactly. I think the next point some of you would appreciate. Point number eight. It's pretty straightforward and there's nothing much to say about it. Count my stitches for me. Right, we always go back to this. We yeah. always come back to this point. Can you count my stitches for me? And I I don't have a, a learning disability or anything. <laughs> I'm not dyslexic or anything. But for some reason, when it comes to counting stitches, I just, my mind blanks. I would go like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, 14, 15. And then Mel, if if I'm lucky enough... And that day you? To, yeah. to decide to count out loud, then Mel will be like, oh wait, you missed 12. I'm like, no, I didn't. It's just like, yeah, you did 10, 11, 13, 14. Right. And I just, I don't know why, but that only happens when I'm counting stitches. Yeah. Or sometimes when you get to the bigger numbers, you blanked out. I blank out. You like go 78, 79. And uh, then you pause for like a really long time. And I'll go uh, 80. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, right, right, right. 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 88. Why? Why does that happen? I don't know. I don't know why it happens. Maybe I'm extra stressed about it. Right, and you are worried about counting wrongly, maybe. You know how when you're so hyper-aware of something, you tend to do it wrongly? <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. You know, and I feel like I understand the importance of counting your base stitch information correctly. Right. You know, if any one of your stitches in the base and your chain is off, then it throws your whole project off. Yeah. And I hate... To work into chains. Right. So I feel like if I do it right, I do it once. And then I don't repeat. I don't have to frog it out. I don't have to rip it out. I don't have to restart that again. Especially when you're doing clothes and you have to do like oh both of the same panels. Exactly. And the base uh, stitches have to be the same count, right? And it's horrible because, you know, when you're crocheting clothes, a lot of the times your numbers, like it numbers in the hundreds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like to do... A bag strap, like a, like a short strap would be like a hundred chains already. Yeah. You know, so what more if I'm doing like a scarf, especially a scarf, if I'm doing it like lengthwise where it's like 500 stitches. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And how would that work? How would um, like somebody would count it for you? Yeah, so I'll I crochet. But then I guess I need to have someone with me at all times. 
So you need a male. Maybe like a male or like a, my son or something, a child. <laughs> a child. <laughs> like child labor. Yeah, learn your numbers, your, your one, two, threes with Ines today. <laughs> so it's like maybe I can crochet something and I'll, I'll throw it to this person and say, can you count that I've got, I have like 126 chains Oh, right. Something? Okay, so it doesn't necessarily have to be counted together with you, but you just chain, chain, chain and then... I'll just do as many as I want to do and I'll pass it to you, you know? Yeah. Or for example... Um, when I get when I get you to count my stitches for me, and I'd say, I need to find the center point of oh, this yeah. piece of project. Because when I make clothes, you know, when I do like the neckline, it's like a V neck neckline. Mm-hmm. Then I need to find that center point so I can start decreasing on either side, right, to create right. that shape. Then I pass it on to Mel and say, count the number of stitches and find me the center point. I need yeah. to know the center point. And then she goes ahead and does it for me. And it would be lovely. If I have someone who does that for me. <laughs> so basically, you just need to find a partner that can count. <laughs> yes. This is the same as like frogging things, yeah. right? Like passing oh, it no, to No, but you I do frog- think that frogging can actually be a legit service, you know. Do you think counting stitches could be a legit service? I think it would be quite hard. You take a photo of it and send it via WhatsApp to somebody. N- there, tell me how many it is. <laughs> Maybe one person. day they'll have a machine or something. I, I don't doubt know. it, but when it... Since we're talking about machines, okay, I do have some ideas of machines that need to exist to right. help us in our crochet. Okay, let's go on to that. Okay, one machine that we need to have is I will take an existing project, I will put it into this machine, this machine scans it for me and prints out a pattern. You mean like the physical Like the product. physical product. So let's say I have a granny square. Okay. I put the granny square in the machine. It goes... It scans it all for me. And it prints out a pattern. And if we are going to incorporate... Like the diagram of the pattern. Like the diagram and the written instructions. And if you're going to incorporate the podcast episode, it spells or like it reads out the pattern for me. The audio digital file. Wow. Wow. That's like some advanced alien technology shit going on. Because sometimes I finish a project and I don't know what the pattern is. I, I, because you make it up I, uh, as you go along? Or, or maybe it's like I've done it a long time ago. Maybe my instructions uh, weren't clear. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure that you guys have done projects with no pattern. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you've modified and you want to keep a written pattern for it. Like we just need a machine, you know, like a scanner. You put it in, you close the lid, it scans your, <laughs> your project for you. Or like a sock. If you want to hand over your sock to somebody else, your second <laughs> sock. <laughs> Here, it comes in a box with a pattern and everything on it already. You just need to make the second sock for me, thanks. Yeah, so I'll, I'll make a sock, I'll put it in the machine, it scans it, it prints out a pattern for me, and then I ship it up to somebody else who does the second sock for me. Wow, with the okay. gauge, with the type of yarn. Why don't we have something like that? Uh, well, I, I guess... It, this, it needs to exist. But yeah, I can see why it should exist. Right? Yeah, I, it would be... a. It would be really good for businesses as well if it I think would. about it. Yeah, not just. I like would have it personal. in our physical shop. Yeah. Right? I'll put it in the corner. People can pay me a thousand dollars. No, maybe. They pay <laughs> me like ten, twenty dollars. Yeah. I'll put their project in the machine and print it out. 
Yeah, this is good because most people like to make their own things, right? Yeah. Like we we make a lot of products, but we get a lot of inquiries asking, you know, do you have the pattern for this? Uh, is this something that, that I can do as well? And this would and work. Yeah, I can just design something out, yeah. put it in the machine, have it scanned and printed out, and, and then, then I, I can just send it yeah, off. Put it in a box with all the materials needed and the tools, and then yeah, here. And you know what? This would be nicer for maybe not so opportunistic in the business way, but. Right. If you have like a sweater that was done by like your grandmother. Oh, okay. Like decades and decades ago. You could put it in the machine, it could scan and you could recreate another one. Okay, yeah. You know, there are some times where, you know, certain knitted or crocheted projects from like 50 years ago just don't last anymore because yeah. maybe the fibers are starting to disintegrate. And it would be such a sentimental thing to be able to recreate that just by putting it in a machine. Yeah. Or somebody could get the machine and we can just go and use this machine. I, mean, I would yeah. think that this machine would, if it does exist, it would probably be quite like, big. I like, think it's quite big. Costs a lot as I well. I think it's the size of like an office printer. You already have it in your head. I have it in my head. How it, it looks, looks like, like an office printer. Okay, you open you, up the lid. And no, no, no. You open the bottom drawer. A drawer. And there are different areas. You know how when you put paper into the printer, right, right. you have that A4 size paper, okay. you have like A3 paper. You open the, the drawer, you put your proje- project in it. Flat down, yeah. You huh? close the drawer, you press a button, and it even lets you color print it. Whoa. <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? Yes, it would. That would be a dream come true. I estimate that it would take about an hour to fully scan. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's like 3D printing like that, right? It's like, kind of like, oh, that takes... could be a second one where it 3D prints my other sock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> Why not? On the more serious note, um, I can't help but think it in a business sense, okay. right? Are you not afraid that if somebody gets a machine like that, uh-huh. they would just take your product and scan it and like just... Like plagiarism. Re- yeah, and just replicate it. I mean, that's the downside of it. Uh-huh. Already as it is, somebody could look at your pattern and recreate it on its own just visually if they're good enough. Yeah. You that's know, true but I, this machine would make it like there should be you know a snap okay then in that and, case there should be only two or three machines in the world <laughs> and, and one of it will be ours <laughs> <laughs> and you maybe need to register ah. maybe get some sort of like written permission like buy the permission of the original creator right maybe you know Mm, okay. I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean just, yeah. it's just a fun idea that we're thinking about. Yeah. Obviously, there'll be concerns regarding like plagiarism or copying other people's work. Yeah, but you can't really but, stop that, I guess, as well. Yeah, we can't really stop that. And so, it's a good reason why this machine doesn't exist. Yeah, but definitely if we have something like this... There has to be rules around it, yeah. for sure. I mean, that's the downside, you know, of the world. I'm hoping that all of our listeners, all of you guys, and us, of course... Have enough moral integrity not to be copying somebody else's project. And in fact, we have an upcoming episode where someone submitted a question asking our thoughts on plagiarism. Mm -hmm. And the whole idea of the creative community being inspired by each other and where we define the line between plagiarism and a brand new idea. Because it is true that two things can be invented at the same time in two different spaces independently. Yes. That that is also true. And I think particularly for me, having, you know, brought up with a very art education background, 
Mm-hmm. This idea of copying and plagiarism has always been floating around. It's always a part of like a, a art theory debate that we've always had in college. Right, right, of course. So I think that would be a really interesting upcoming episode. Yeah, a good topic to talk about. Yeah, and all spurred from a machine. <laughs> <laughs> we should mention this machine. We should yeah, mention this well, machine. Yeah. Okay, so I have another machine. Wow, okay. That is, it's guaranteed plagiarism free. Okay. <laughs> but I think needs to exist as well. So what is this machine? This machine allows you to select a colour. Maybe you pour in some palettes. And huh. it, I, <laughs> do you know what I'm thinking about? And it churns out yarn, like acrylic yarn. From that color. From yeah, you select the color you want online, like buying paint online. Right. Okay. You pour in the metal palette or not metal palettes, the acrylic palettes, the plastic <laughs> right. palette. It does its magic. It you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And at the end of the machine you get it, a yarn, it, a ball it, of yarn. It extrudes out yarn like wow. pasta. <laughs> like pasta. Wouldn't it be great? I never have to buy yarn again. That would be pretty cool, actually. I'll just have a yarn-making machine. I can see from the look on your face that you totally approve. Yes, I do. And, like, because it's, it's color-coded in the machine, uh-huh. it's like choosing my CMYK colors or my Pantone colors. Yeah. I will enter my Pantone color code. So, basically, any color. Yeah, you... any color. So, it's exactly like dyeing yarn, sort of. It's, yes? I mean, I think... I think there would be limitations. Uh-huh. I think you can only get one solid color of yarn. Right. I think. Okay. But if I get many colors of yarn, I could marl them together and have like two colors. Hmm. That would be a pretty awesome machine. It actually. wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't replace hand dyed yarn and the artistry and the craft behind it. But if you want like a regular cheap acrylic yarn that you could, you know, you could just buy a machine, buy the pellets. Yeah. Right, because all and acrylic like yarn starts with pellets, pop in, it in. Inside, yeah, this machine. Mm-hmm. It could totally work. Actually, somebody could invent this now. They already this... have huge machines for this. That's what the yarn factories do, right? Right. But is there a way to like nanotechnology this shit? To minimize into like a, into small... a smaller scale Yeah, size that you can machine, buy right? and put it in your own house. Wow. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. I can't wait for that. And this machine, this like user-friendly home-based machine, honestly needs to exist. Hmm. I can tell that you're really excited if this machine exists, but I think it would be really dangerous for you to have it. You probably wouldn't sleep and just like (laughs) make yarn throughout the night. And I can already, I'm already planning if I do have this machine, I'll hook it up to like a solar panel. Oh. Because I can imagine that this would use a lot of electricity yeah. and a lot of energy. Yeah, so for why sure. not, you know, hook it up to some solar panel so that it's like self-sufficient. Yeah, since you'd be up the whole night or nights. <laughs> and I wouldn't need to buy yarn, but that would be more dangerous for you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have nothing but yarn. Because we probably have to buy the pellets for it. Oh, yeah. It's still right. buying something. You know, it's it's cute because you are making it seem like this machine already exists and you're like planning <laughs> how, how to make it work. But you it know? exists in my mind. And every time I have this conversation with other crochet friends... Uh-huh. I always tell them, like, we need this kind of machine, man. We need this machine. <laughs> and then everyone kind of agrees. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we can just select your color? Yeah. Even, like, paint. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, that concept when you go, totally works. Yeah, and I got that idea because I went to the the paint shop. Mm-hmm. And you know how you select your 
your your paint chip. Yeah. You bring it to them and they add it in from the machine. Yeah. They open the lid of your white base paint. Yeah. Then they just add they, in. They and... they add the color and then they shake it up. Yeah. And everything you... is sort of computerized, right? Exactly. And wouldn't that be great for yarn? Yeah. I mean, I know the process is very tedious. It requires lots of water and everything, but. I mean, there has to be a way to create yarn more sustainably. Yeah. Because cotton yarn uses so much water to make. It's not very environmentally friendly. Yeah. Only milk cotton is, I think. Which, we will have an upcoming episode talking all about milk cotton mm. and what it actually is. Okay. But wouldn't that be... That, that would be such a dream. Yeah, I'm so sure one day this I would don't know, be, technology would, would make it work, you know? I'm so sure in like 50 years from now, someone's going to listen to this and go, <laughs> what? You mean back then they didn't have this machine? <laughs> yeah, we all have one in house. Like, we all have one, everyone don't you guys? Everyone has one. Yeah. <laughs> if only our podcast would stay up for 50 years. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Is there another one? Like another point, another business idea? Oh yeah, I have one last machine that Another I think machine, you guys okay. would really love. It's slightly less complicated. It's a more simple machine and it's totally doable. Like, scientists out there, this idea would work. I've left the best to the last. Okay, so far your machines are pretty complex already, <laughs> I think. No, this one is not. This one is really simple but such an important step. Okay? okay. In our crochet process, this machine will block your yarn for you. Oh my goodness, yes, we this, need this. This is the yarn blocking machine. Wow, so, how would that work? So you throw it into this machine. <laughs> yeah, everything. You open up and throw your things in, yeah? It would go through this like mini conveyor belt and it would come out the other end nicely blocked and flattened and steamed for you. Wow. So I could do like I 50 need... granny squares, throw them all in. It would, you know, sort it out, block it, steam it, spread it out for me nicely. And on the other side of the machine, I would have like 50 beautiful blocked squares. Or whatever it could be. Oh, I mean, yeah, whatever it could be. Okay, so basically I need to get you a factory. (laughs) Right, and like invent all these machines and put it there. Because we have tools to help us block things, right? It's basically a pegboard or like a wooden pegboard and then, you know, you have like little pins or it's like a foam board. Right. So you wet wet the the material you wet the yarn uh-huh. or you put damp it, on it. The board you put it on you spread it out and you let it dry right but you have to it's pretty tedious because you have to pin the you have to pin it down the and down. what if you have more and bigger ones right you know i just want a machine that i can just create a lot of a lot a lot of squares mm-hmm. and just throw it in and have it like come out on the other end perfect for me yeah yeah, I'm, I'm so lazy, also I realise. because <laughs> the manual blocking method that we have to use, mm-hmm. it takes very long time, right? Yeah, it, it it's takes... It's very long, yeah. Because you have to let it dry, and if I have a machine that can do that for me, it really be perfect. Steep. Yeah, it's, it's kind basically, of like a laundry service, yeah, so right? so I was just gonna say, I basically take like the idea behind a washing machine and the dryer and put them and the steamer all in one all in one yeah I nanotechnology that shit (laughs) and I come up with a small machine that allows me to throw everything in and then it like conveyor belts it out for me (laughs) yeah because it has to end up flat right yeah exactly right or like if it's a larger I mean there should be options for a small one a medium sized machine and a large machine right so the large machine could be if you need to block like clothing crochet clothing Okay. So I finished my sweater, I put it on a hanger, I hang it in this machine, I close the like closet door, <laughs> you know, it does its magic, You're and then right. it comes out on the other end. 
Okay. Perfectly steamed and blocked and stretched to shape. Wow. <laughs> I think I need that for my clothes more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I had this idea because... In like um like in Singapore when you walk into like a furniture store, mm-hmm. I have seen home like home based dry cleaning machines. Right. Okay. So it looks exactly like a closet. You open the glass door. Oh yes, yes. You I've hang your those, shit yeah. in it. You close the door. You press whatever button. You yeah, get it to work. Whatever setting, right? And it basically dry cleans your shit for you yeah. from the comforts of your own home. Yeah, you don't actually have to bring it to a, yeah to a, a laundry, laundry mat. Yeah. And that's like perfect if it's meant for blocking things. I can see that working, yeah. And you know I have a confession to make? I rarely, rarely ever ever block. You say it's important to block though. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, I say a lot of things. <laughs> Whether I follow <laughs> it through is different. Because I, I'm only human, right? Yeah. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I don't always do it. Yeah. So the confession is that I don't ever block. But, 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 if I had a machine like that, I totally would block more often. Yeah, of course. Because I don't have to do it, technically. (laughs) So basically, these are all the things that we don't want to do or it takes too long or too tedious or too difficult. And I'm sure all of you guys listening would agree with me. I'm sure. Even if not one, it'll be all of them. (laughs) You mean if it's not all, it'll be at least one. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) Because I'm just thinking about all these ideas are so relevant to me and I would totally use all the services, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's relevant to all crochets, which is why it's fun. Yeah. Because these are things that you you really never really think about unless you're the, you, you're the yeah. one doing it. Yeah. You know, it's like I always say, crocheting, the actual crocheting is by like 30% of the whole process. Exactly, yeah. You know, it's looking for a pattern, it's doing it, it's planning, it's buying the yarn. And it's definitely the most fun. Out of the whole process, right? Yeah, and so we only want to focus on that 30, 40, 50% of the actual Nobody wants to do the the rest of the 70%. Yeah, nobody wants to do the rest. Which I guess is why um, when you buy crochet from factories from like say China. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like Vietnam or Indonesia. or One of those like poorer countries that sell crochet products. Their crochet stuff is always so cheap. Right. And I always wonder why... how they can get the price so low Mm -hmm. and I think it's because one person just does the crocheting another person does the sewing it in another person does the blocking so you know the work it goes through sort of like a process yeah and the workload is sort of split up so it's Mm. not so tedious we're not like a one or like a one man band you know trying to do everything all ourselves that actually makes sense yeah but you know I don't have the luxury of having like five people create one bag with yeah. me, right? It's just me and you sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, one can dream. And I'm pretty sure all that we've talked about isn't even all the ideas that could be. Yeah, for sure. So, if this episode has got has gotten you guys thinking, I want to know how else I can be lazier with my crochet. <laughs> you know, definitely share with us other things that you think could be an idea or, or could, you or wish. needs to exist. Yeah. So let us know, leave us your comments if you have any other questions or episode ideas. Yep. Especially machines that could help <laughs> us work. Send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We are at Crooked Crochet SG or drop us a message on WhatsApp. We are plus six five nine one two seven two seven four three. 
Or you can email us again. We are at crooked.crochetsg at gmail.com. New episodes every Sunday at 12 noon. Singapore time, which is um, Greenwich Mean Time plus 8, I think. Yeah. And I'd love to see you in our next episode. So until then, bye-bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>